You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast, the 100th episode of Huddle Up, a football podcast. Corey, Daniel, welcome back as always. Thank you. It's a Thursday show. Today we're recording on a Thursday. Back to our roots for the 100th episode. What a long way we've come, by the way, guys. This used to be just me and Corey. For new listeners, I know Daniel actually brought a lot of people with him. Um, Corey and I were just sitting in our basement Thursday mornings. We both have Thursdays off, and we just sat around and talked about football for a while. And here we are, like three years later. This is amazing. Um, So it's Thursday morning. Tampa Bay is about to kick off against... uh, the Cowboys, I guess the Cowboys against Tampa Bay. I guess I don't know. It's at Tampa Bay tonight at 820 and the season's starting. And I've got, right. the, I got the grill going right now. We've got a smoker happening. We're going to make a butt. I like nice. big butts. So let's just um, get into it. We've got a little bit of excitement here. We've got to get our best bets out of the way. So let's do that for this week. Guys, what are you most excited about, though? Football's here. What's the one thing about football that you're most excited about this year? Setting the fantasy lineup Sunday morning. Seeing if Pat Mahomes falls on his face and hoping Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl. God. Wow. And hopefully the Colts win the Super Bowl. Okay, so there's some optimism on the end there. Daniel, do you have uh, – do you hate Mahomes too? No, I love Mahomes. Okay. I, I I appreciate greatness. So, actually, it's the Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes. I'm, I'm rooting for them rather than hoping they don't fall on their face. You know, about halfway. Well, I never said. I never said I hoped he'd fall on his face. Just seeing if it's going to happen because he's been so great the last few years. About halfway through last season, there something flipped in my head, and I, I didn't hate Tom Brady anymore. I don't know what it was, but you're 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 absolutely right. We're, I'm at a point with Tom Brady where I can just sit back and and enjoy the greatness. Maybe it's because we don't have to deal with him in the you know in the AFC Championship ever again. <sighs> Maybe that's yeah. all it is. Um, but yeah, now that that's out of the way, it is fun to watch this. And I wonder, you know, he says two or three more years. I think he said two, but then he yeah. said just as long as he can be competitive. I don't know how long we get this, but but we're gonna, I'm going to enjoy it while we can watch it. I'm most excited about going to the game and having fans there again. I've got Dude, a, it's going to be ruckus. I cannot wait. Yep. I've, I've got a photo. Melissa and I went to two or three games last year. There's a photo where she's the only person in the stands for like five rows in a section. I mean, the place was a ghost town. And so I, I can't wait. We were at Lucas Oil last night to see Guns N' Roses. And that was loud, but that was loud because of a concert. I can't wait to hear the roar of that crowd at Lucas Oil Stadium as, as all the players come rushing out of the tunnel. And, and you know, I, there's nothing that can replace that. It's been missing for a year and a half. It feels like two years or three years, a decade, it feels like. Uh, but that is back, and we're going to see that on Sunday. I cannot I, – that's, that's my big thing is being present for games in a rowdy – full stadium without all this, you know, just every game is going to feel like a playoff game. Every it's game gonna is going to feel like a playoff game. Did you guys see the video of the Wisconsin fans this last weekend? Uh, when jump around came on? No, I did not stadium? see that. No, it looked like the fucking stadium was going to collapse, dude. It was <laughs> like goosebumps. Yeah, I saw that. It was, it was awesome. And then the day before, Oh gosh, what there were two, two different ones. But man, the crowds were just 
Uh, gave me chills. It was awesome. Yeah, like the reporters are on the sidelines jumping around and shit because it's so fucking energetic. It was awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's big when you get reporters jumping around. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. big time. Yeah. Well, a few, I mean, a lot of things have changed for this year. One of the things that I at least want to acknowledge, I think everybody's going to be happy about the way replay is going to work and the way officials... Al Riveron is out. He's no longer involved as the vice president of officiating. He's not going to be the guy in New York making the call anymore. That's now Walt Anderson. What I think is the best thing that the NFL's done in a long time as far as review goes is officials are now going to have access to all the available angles of a play. What we see on TV where they, you know, show you four or five different ways of going, that's not what the officials see on, on the screen. They get like one or two angles um, based off the network, what, the, what that network captured. Um, not fair, made, makes for bad calls. They're not going to get every angle just like we get, whether we're at the game or, or on TV. Um, and booth officials can communicate down. So if they see something, it used to be that they couldn't really say anything until it got called up to them. Now, as long as the ball doesn't get snapped, uh, a la, I'm thinking of Peyton Manning or, and Tom Brady, the great elite quarterbacks that would take advantage of a foul. Um, as long as that doesn't happen, I feel like we're going to get a lot more right calls. These catch, no catch calls that we talk about every year. I don't think that's going to happen as much. I think it will still happen, but I bet it happens like three or four times this season, not 10 or 12. Yeah, that's nice. At, at first I was against, you know, the dissecting of plays and I thought it kind of took away from the game of football and just kind of whatever's called on the field, just let it go. But there have been so many bad calls over the last couple seasons with the changes that, it's like you almost want it now dissected even more to where if a guy fumbled, he fumbled, that kind of thing. I mean, who cares what they see on the field? Let's go to the tape. Let's roll it and kind of see what actually happened. So I'm in favor of, of this versus kind of what it was in the old style just a couple of years ago. It, it got really frustrating when they started changing some things, but I think this is a good thing. You know, I, I think that's the big thing for me is that as long as it doesn't slow the game down, I want the right answer, not what they thought. Yeah. You know, whatever is the right answer. Corey, what were you going to say? Well, yeah, like you'll be sitting at home watching a game and then they'll show the first replay and it's like, yep, that's a fumble. And you're just like kicking and screaming. Like these officials are watching this replay for five minutes and you knew it was a fumble five minutes ago when they showed the first replay, but they don't have that angle. Uh, so yeah, I think hopefully it makes the process quicker cause they can figure it out quicker and hopefully it's less frustrating for the fans at home. Uh, <laughs> and they can just get it right the first time and get it done quickly. Yeah. I agree. Well, I don't have anything else. You want to get jumped right into the best bets of the week? Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. Um, last year we had a little bit of a competition. Basically I do the spreads. I pick four games each week. Daniel does the over-unders. Uh, we'll just get straight into it. My first bet of the week is the Jags minus three at the Texans. Um, basically what this comes down to for me is the Texans don't have any firepower on the offensive end. The Jaguars do at least have Trevor Lawrence and a little offensive creativity with urban Meyer. So I would, you know, if anything's going to happen here, the Jaguars are going to put up points and the Texans aren't. Only way this doesn't work out is if they both just struggle to put up points, which is a possibility. Uh, but I don't see any scenario where the Jags don't win this game and they don't win it by at least three points. Um, after that, I've got the Chargers minus one at Washington. Kind of comes down to a similar situation. I know Washington's got that elite defense. But I think the Chargers do win this game. 
who they've got uh Derwin James back. Uh, I believe Bose is Bosa back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so believe that so. Def- so two solid defenses, and then the Chargers have the offense. I know Washington's got Fitzpatrick, but I'm just not a believer there. Um, I think Chargers win this game, and I think they win it by more than one point. It's basically a pick 'em game at this point with the one-point spread. So I've got Chargers minus one. Uh, 49ers minus seven and a half at the Lions. I know I've been you know hyping up the Lions a little bit this offseason, but... I uh, don't expect them to come out guns blazing. I think the 49ers are just a much more well-coached team. They're just going to make things happen. Um, it it probably going to be the biggest blowout of the of the weekend. I don't know if it'll be a blowout, but I think they'll cover that seven and a half pretty easily. Uh, just a lot more experience there. Lions are putting a new offense together. I don't see the Lions pulling this out as much as I hope they do. I I hope Jared Goff has a really good season. I just don't think this is going to be the week. And then my NFC East favorite, uh, I've got the Giants plus three versus the Broncos. And I think this kind of comes down to the same thing as the other teams or these other bets. The Broncos are starting Bridgewater, who's not a big point scorer. And then I believe in the Giants this year. I think Daniel Jones is really underrated. They're getting points here. I think they're the better team. Uh, So this is an easy game for me. Giants plus three versus the Broncos. Uh, any thoughts, Daniel? Um, I I love the first three. That Giants-Broncos game, man, that's like what you said. I, obviously, you're a believer in the Giants, but to me it kind of seems like a game that could go literally either way, and I, I'd want to steer clear of it. But uh, I think we also should put a side tally on how many times you have the Giants in your best bets of the week because you are all in on the Giants this year. I, I kind of like that. A side tally sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I think I did this a couple of years ago with the Dolphins. I had them my best bets of the week, like every week. Because, and you hit every week on that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The season four last, I my record was insane. Um, yeah, I didn't. I basically, yeah, I'll latch onto a team that the that Vegas doesn't like that I like, and hopefully they do what I think they're going to do every week. So this year it might be the Giants. Yeah, don't let them bully nice. you off that. But do mark down yep. one one for the Giants. Write write that down now. <laughs> Um, I, I have a similar game um, in the over-unders. Um, I have two overs and two unders this week, uh, and one of my unders is actually that 49ers-Lions game. Uh, the line is set at 45 total points. Like what you said, I don't see the Lions competing here, and I'm hoping because I also expect a blowout, but I'm hoping the blowout's like a 30-10, to 10, not like a 48-10. to 13 game which i could easily see it happening but uh you know i'm I'm not expecting the lines to compete and i think the the 49ers are just a naturally run first team so you know if they go up by 14 points they're just going to try to try to just end the game under 45 on that one my other under is colts seahawks i know the colts kind of have a new offense this year carson wentz has missed some time he is the official starter uh so that's good that he's recovered that quickly but you know, I, I don't see necessarily a slow start overall, just maybe a slower start to the game. Um, same thing kind of with the Seahawks. They got a new offensive coordinator this year. They don't know if they're going to let Russ cook or run the ball. They don't really kind of know their identity, and we don't know. Half, I mean, we don't know the identity of any of these teams yet. Um, so I just kind of feel like this game has a recipe. Just two solid teams, by the way. 
just just a recipe for a, just a hard-nosed grinder game. So I'm, I'm going under 50 on the Colts Seahawks as well. Um, my two overs this week is actually the game tonight. Cowboys, Tampa Bay, over 52. I really like this one. I, I actually, it, it, it was kind of in my head that the first game of the year, that Thursday night kickoff game is kind of bad games. And really just didn't like it at all. But I went back the last 10 years, there have been half the time teams have scored over 50 combined. That blew my mind. Wow. Five out of, yeah, five out of 10, they're scoring over 50. And then most of those aren't really all that great matchups. But I really like the Bucks and I really like the Cowboys this year. And I both great offenses. I know the Bucks have a way better defense than the Cowboys. But I mean, a couple of these opening games, they got in the 70s. There was one in the 60s. So I mean, I, I just really like the talent on both sides of the ball, and I think it's I think they're gonna I think they're gonna deliver tonight. I think it's gonna be kind of one of those things. Tom's antsy to get back to going. They returned all their starters. Dak's back. He's proving it. Um, so I really like the over on tonight's game. And then this last one was kind of tricky because I almost picked the Titans Cardinals game because I think that has potential to be like the game of the week. Um, but for some reason, I'm just a little bit scared of that game uh, to put in my best bet. So I'm going to take the Browns Chiefs as my last over under. It's the line set at 54 and a half, and I'm taking the over. The last time these two teams played, uh, Pat Mahomes went out with a concussion. It was in the playoffs. It was a cold game in Kansas City in January, and they they put up 39 points still. So warm weather game. You got the Chiefs. They're pissed off. They lost the Super Bowl. The Browns are out to prove something. You know, give me a full game of Pat Mahomes. Uh, Odell Beckham's back. Baker, you know, this is their year. The Browns believe it's their year. So they've got to come out and make a statement here against the high-powered Chiefs early. Um, So you can't tell me that 15 more points can't be scored in this game other than the last time they played, which was like a a defensive grinder. So that's my last over under 54.5 from Browns Chiefs. I'm really excited for that uh, Cardinals-Titans game. I think that'll be uh, Me too. I, I really almost just took all overs and just I picked out the games I was excited for. And I really think – I know the Cardinals have had a really bad preseason and they've looked really, really bad. But Kyler, man, there's just something about him that, like, as soon as the regular season starts – I mean, look at last year. It, it was the first game, I think. Um, they got way behind, and then he put up, like, 20-something points in the fourth quarter. I mean, maybe it was the year before that that I'm thinking, but man, he is just, he is so good. And I, I, I like the Titans offense this year and I don't like either one of those defenses. So that, that game has potential to be, like I said, the game of the week. So I, I am too. God, I can't wait to turn on red zone this weekend. Yeah. That's going to uh, be amazing. Hey, um, you know, I just got to hours. thinking, I just got to thinking, um, in the past, the loser of the Super Bowl kind of falls, you know, all the way. Yeah. Yep. Is, is there a risk of that here? Let's just at least think about this. I think the Chiefs are going to make it out of this. I think they're going to break this curse. Yep. But is, we're gonna, I guess we're going to find out. You guys think there's any chance at all that the Chiefs crumble here? I mean, there's always a chance, and that's kind of what I guess kind of what I was talking about early in the uh, episode is there's no way they can keep this up for 10 years straight. Like, they're going to have a bad one somewhere, and – I, I think that it is a possibility. I, I mean, I don't have their schedule in front of me. I can pull it up, but um, I feel like at some point they're just not going to have the great season that we expect them to. So yes, I think it's a possibility. 
I think it revolves I, around whether or not we can. I mean, I, I think once it happens, it'll be permanent, but it doesn't seem like the league's figured out how to stop Patrick Mahomes. Is that fair, Daniel? Yes, that's very fair. And I, it, it's so early and I hate doing this, but it seems like we're already witnessing greatness, like not, not to a Tom Brady level. Cause we may never get there. Maybe like a Peyton Manning level to where he hit his peak and then he was just unstoppable until he really faded off at the very end of his career. But Patrick Mahomes is doing it. He's like 24, 25 years old. And, you know, if you look back at Tom Brady with the Patriots, other than Tom Brady getting hurt, they never had a bad year. He got never. suspended once. Um, yeah, sure. He, he missed four games and they. So, yeah. But when he was in the lineup, they never had a bad year, and it was multiple times switching identities. They've switched. They switched an identity of that Patriots team with Tom Brady fifteen times. Wait a minute. They were a defensive team. They were a running team. They were a passing team. I mean, it changed every year, but yet everything was consistent with them being solid. I said that Tom Brady. I mentioned Tom Brady got suspended four games, but didn't they win a Super Bowl that year? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So. No, but in those games, they were bad. But yeah, I, I, I know I what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that we're going to have a fall off until Pat Mahomes. I mean, it could be 10 years from now. I think the Chiefs are going to be. They've already hosted three straight AFC championship games. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. That's absolutely crazy. So I, I, think, I think we're just in for it. The Chiefs are just going to be a powerhouse until Pat Mahomes retires. All right. Corey, anything else? I'm good. All right. There you have it. Huddle up. Let's do it, guys. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.